Well, welcome to Time for Success. I'm your host, Matt Barbie, and this is the show where we dig into really what does it take to be successful in both business and life? Because oftentimes in business, we kind of forget, we kind of lose our way, we kind of get so involved in our business, our profession, or the money and the finances and, and all that, to forget that we're supposed to be doing it for life. Ever run into that, Cortez? I do, man. One of the biggest challenges that I face, Matt, is that balancing act, family, work, business, all of those things, man. Still, you know, it's it's a fun ride, but yeah, sometimes I, I get to see the steam coming out the side of my wife's head when I've <laughs> had my head down too long in front of this laptop, man. So, but yeah, we, we should be doing it for a purpose. I hear you. I hear you. Well, that's that's uh, one of the things that we're going to be talking about today, purpose. That That's uh, hit that, that nail on the head there. Um, and uh, how purpose really factors into so much uh, of business. But sometimes we we just kind of jump into business, especially, you know, in, in down economies, we'll see a lot of people, if things kind of go into a down economy with uh, the ramifications of COVID-19 and all that, we'll see a lot of startup businesses and people just get into it. They get into the hustle and they kind of forget that there, there's a purpose behind it all. It's just beyond just paying the bills. You know, sometimes that's how we start. But uh, but anyway, so yes, um, today we, we have a guest. Uh, his name is Cortez Springer. He's uh, an author and he's got his own podcast and shows and a couple of uh, business endeavors that he's going to talk about as well. But uh, I'll let him kind of get into all that. So uh, Cortez, um, mm-hmm. can you tell everybody a little bit more about, uh, you know, what you do, who you are? Sure, uh, Matt. Uh, thanks, first of all, for having me uh, on the show, man. It is an honor and a, a pleasure to, to be here uh, talking about one of my favorite subjects uh, on the planet, which is entrepreneurship, man. I absolutely love it. Um, you know, since I was a kid, uh, my mom, who was a minister here locally in, in the St. Louis area, had a word of prophecy spoken to her that I was going to be an entrepreneur, right? She couldn't even say wow. the word back then, but she's been telling me since I was a kid that uh, I'm supposed to be this entrepreneur. So I first oh, wow. went and looked up the word and, and got the correct pronunciation. And then I started to understand, okay, an entrepreneur is, is a business owner. Well, uh, she raised us, she was heavily involved in the church, therefore she didn't work. So we kind of grew up on welfare right over here in a, a small uh, suburb of St. Louis called Wellston. Uh, and while we grew up in an impoverished neighborhood, uh, we were definitely went months without. We were not poor, but more so broke. And, and the main difference there being, you know, the mindset. Poor is a more of a permanent mindset. Broke is just a temporary situation. Uh, and I tell people all the time, I did often ask my mom, how temporary is this situation? Because it's looking more and more permanent. Uh, but it was it was those set of circumstances that led me down the path of, you know, as a kid, we, we did things to, to make chains to play video games. We pumped gas, we raked leaves and shoveled snow and all of that kind of stuff. And uh, really it just stayed with me that I could create my own income from my own efforts. So I, I stayed with that and all of my adult life, I've always had some sort of business going on. Even when I was working a full-time job, I, I was doing something entrepreneurially uh, all my life. And I, I finally found my niche so to speak, uh, about five or six years ago, I ran into a group teaching economic empowerment. And I thought, man, if there is a way that you can get paid for helping people get their finances in order, right? The one area that most people need some help in 
uh, I, I would love to do that. And lo and behold, that's kind of how I got on the current path that I'm on. And it has led to so many other blessings by following that passion. And that's what led you and I together. We, you know, met at a, a workshop and I was teaching some of this stuff. And that's what I'm really excited about that I have found something that, you know, gives me that sense of fulfillment and it allows me to uh, work in my gifts and also put food on the table at the same time. And that's uh, that's a great story. I, I love that uh, your mom saw it from an early age that uh, you know you were you were gonna be an entrepreneur, entrepreneurent, however you want to pronounce it. Doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> it's the spirit behind it, right? Yeah. So uh, now you you've got a family, right? Your family. I man. do, man. Yeah. Um, Father of five sons, uh, youngest is 18, the oldest will be 29 this year. So, uh, you know, COVID-19 has got three of them back at home with us, uh, mm. you know, because schools shut down. So a couple yeah. of them have to come back home until we figure that whole thing out. Uh, but yes, married uh, to my beautiful wife, Aletha, uh, and then those five boys, man, keep me busy. Uh, and now more than ever, because... <laughs> It was just the three of us, you know, my wife and my younger son, but the other two boys being home now, uh, food bill has gone up, power bill has gone up. Uh, we're experiencing uh, a, a lot of changes within the last uh, eight weeks or so, but, you know, it's all fun. Yeah, I think uh, I think a lot of people can identify with that right now. <laughs> yeah. My 14-year-old definitely did not plan for her school year and, and you know, possibly going into the summer somewhat of spending so much time, you know, just hanging out with the family. But, uh, and, and I don't think my, my wife really uh, planned on being a you know, homeschool teacher. So <laughs> I know, right. Everybody <laughs> has had, had to become a homeschool teacher. Uh, my son is uh, senior year. So he's looking at possibly prom is already out the window. Graduation is probably out the window as well. You know, so we're just trying to figure out what's going to be uh, the next course of action for him and how this whole thing is going to play out this next four weeks or so. But nevertheless, we all have to adjust to a new normal, right? Because I don't think, uh, I don't think it's ever going back to the way that it was. So we just are a little uncertain about what the new normal is going to be. Absolutely. Well, one thing that's probably going to be consistent, and as you say now more than ever, uh, in, in importance in, in this kind of an area that you you were talking about is is that financial aspect of of just taking care of the family. I think that like I was saying earlier we're going to see a lot of people who are kind of starting up businesses or at least side hustles while they're trying to figure out unemployment or maybe their businesses cut their hours back. Um, what what do you think? What do you see? Do you see that happening? Absolutely. And I think it could actually be a good thing because you know, as a as a believer in, in Christ, I know that God has given us all gifts and talents, right? And and according yeah. to scripture, our talents are to make room for us at the top. But what happens is a lot of times we can't readily identify how our talents will bring in revenue. Therefore, mm. we're stuck on a job doing some things that we don't like because we can be trained to do pretty much anything. So we'll go to work and do some things that are away from our gifts, away from our talents, because it's going to bring in a paycheck every two weeks. Uh, all along, we're whispering to ourselves, man, we're going to get around to uh, using this gift. And we look up 40, 50 years down the road, and that's all we've been doing was putting food on the table. I never got around to that gift. So I like the idea of more and more people now, you know, 
for lack of a better phrase, they're being forced to explore some of those areas and some of those options. And uh, I think it's going to be good for a lot of people to really tap into their inner spirit and that inner gift and learn how to properly package and present that to the marketplace. Uh, and I think most people are going to find some level of success, whether they stick with it full time or they go back to a, a full time job and keep that as an, an additional stream of income. I think it's going to be good all the way around. You know, it, economic downs and ups and, you know, those cycles are just part of doing business. I, mm -hmm. I've been teaching people for over a year now, specifically on you know, building recession resistant business and part of the core message was it's, it's part of the cycle. Yeah. And if you go, what goes up must come down. Now, of, of course, coronavirus and COVID-19, it, it was something that nobody really quite foresaw, uh, at least yeah. what kind of impact it would really have. And we're still not sure long-term how it's going to be. Maybe things will miraculously bounce back up and everything's going to be good, but probably not. So I think that the biggest thing for people to embrace is that change happens. That's one of the constants in life. That's one thing that we can depend on, that, that change happens. And it's really about what we do with that change. Do we look for the opportunities in it or do we let ourselves kind of become just victims? You know, that, oh no, this happened to me. I got fired. I just, I always saw myself in that job or where's my money going to come from rather than looking at it as maybe kind of a, a time for renewal, kind of like you were saying. Yeah, I, I totally agree, man. This is definitely not the time to bury your head in the sand because there's opportunities abounding all around us. And I think even more so when this thing is all over. So I, I kind of help people to understand that positioning is important, right? Uh, if you think about a Jeff Bezos or an Eric Yuan of Zoom, right? They, because of where they position themselves in the marketplace, Bezos is up 25 billion, right? In net worth. Founder of Zoom is up 2 billion in net worth because of positioning. And I think if we're not careful, we can miss an opportunity to position ourselves uh, not only to thrive during this economic downturn, but also explode beyond uh, when things come back open. And, and I like to say when we're allowed to go back outside and play, right? When, if you're in the proper position, I, I think you can really, really stand to transform your family's financial future forever. And we know that a lot of our, a lot of areas in our lives are stem from our financial state and condition. So if you transform your life financially, then look at how many other things are transformed as a ripple effect of that. So I think we're in a prime position uh, if you start to train yourself to see opportunity versus, um, you know, taking on that victim mentality. You know, and I think sometimes when this happens, we, we kind of have to dig deep. We we hear this kind of like, oh, you need to figure out your why and think that a lot of people say, well, you know, my, my why is to, to just make money, right? I, I got <laughs> laid off from my job, yeah. so I got to I gotta make some money. But entrepreneurism, entrepreneurism, is that is entrepreneurism? Is that a, that's a word, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think that's the thing. I, I think, think so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Entrepreneurialism, I don't know. Um, you know, it's, it's tough. Now, being a business owner and tough is tough. You got to have those ups and downs, but it's kind of one of those things that, uh, if you don't, if you don't kind of have some grounding in that, when you say that it can be tough to get up in the morning, it can be tough to take those no's. It can be tough to 
to try to figure out a different way of doing business if something worked and then all of a sudden it stopped working. So how important would you say in your experience and what you've seen working with other entrepreneurs, how important is finding that, that why and that, that passion behind what you do? It's extremely, extremely important. You know, I, I haven't had an alarm clock wake me up in a long, long time, right? Because I'm so on fire for what it is that I do. And I'm so excited about, you know, the future and the light that I see at the end of the tunnel for myself, but also for all the people that I help along this way. Uh, but it is definitely tough. And I, I like to talk in terms of the thing that you're passionate about, but also the thing that you're just naturally good at, right? Mm. I think if mm -hmm. you find either of those two things, and especially if it happens to be one and the same, you're naturally good and you're passionate about it, then I think it really lends itself to a lot of success. But there are some things that just naturally comes easy to a person, right? They may not be passionate about that thing, but at least it makes it easy for you to get up in the morning because you know you're not going to have a taskmaster-esque day because you know whatever it is that you've set out for the day, whether it's a business of your own or working with someone else, you know what you're doing comes naturally easy to you. But then yeah. there's some things that people are passionate about. And this is how where I found myself in, in this area of technology, this area of uh, digital uh, business and things of that nature. I wasn't necessarily, that stuff didn't come easy to me, but I was so passionate about entrepreneurship. I was so passionate about making my own way that it made it very easy for me. And it, and it gave me a great sense of patience as I banged my head against wall after wall after wall, trying to learn some of this stuff so that I can have an effective and efficient business. So I think where uh, a skill set that comes naturally easy to you, uh, that's something that you probably want to look to pursue and turn into some sort of business endeavor or side hustle. But also that thing that you're passionate about is you will go through the tough learning curve. You will ride the roller coaster where that passion lives. And I, I think we all have both of those things. Sometimes it's a little tougher to identify, but you got something that just naturally comes easy to you. You've got something else that you're passionate about. And I believe that everybody has that passion for a reason because that passion is designed like a homing beaker to lead us to our purpose. And when you find your purpose, um, I, the book I read says that uh, when I'm in my purpose, I don't also have to figure out my provision, right? If I'm yeah. in my purpose, my provision is wrapped up in it as well. God doesn't say, hey, here's a purpose I laid out for you. And oh, by the way, you got to figure out how to feed yourself. Well, no, he right. puts the provision in the purpose. And I think that's why it's so important for people to kind of start following those passions because it's going to lead you to that purpose. Yeah, I think that's, that's great. You know, and, and I think that your point about finding something that you're good at and kind of starting there is, is big, especially if you've never had a business before. Yeah. You know, it, it, if it's something that you can kind of fall back on and, and learn the, and, and use as kind of a, a, a place to build your business skills. And people forget that business has its own set of skills as well as whatever the thing is that you're doing has its own set of skills. Correct. Yeah. So, so, if, <laughs> so if, if, if you don't really have those, those business muscles built up, you don't have those business skills and that can be a great place to start. 
but I think that for some folks who are very passionate about a certain thing, they get so kind of focused on that thing where it's like, well, you know, sometimes it makes sense to do what you're good at, mm -hmm. but then use that, that, that passion is something that you want to get to, right? Like, yeah. okay, I'm going to build a business. This is going to give me a good core, a good base to be able to do what I need to do to educate myself or build a team around me to be able to do the thing that I'm passionate about yeah. down the road. Absolutely. Right? I, I totally agree. Um, because at the end of the day, you still have to uh, fund this business, right? Uh, and yeah. if that comes from a particular set of skills that you have, then so be it, even if those skills take you down a road that you're not particularly passionate about, because at the end of the day, when, when we're looking at business, you can build it to a point yourself to where you can hire people to manage and run it while you right. go pursue your full-time passion. So uh, yeah, starting with a skill set and leveraging that is, is a great place to start. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say that Elon Musk necessarily wasn't passionate about some of his early projects, but you know, I will say that I think he's always had a passion for you know going you know space travel, mm -hmm. and some of the earlier projects were kind of his his ways to try to get to some of those bigger dreams. You know, early on, he might have just had a passion for space travel, but never really like never really knew how that was going to happen. But you know, he, he's he's you know built a business around that and continued to try to develop that and had some amazing successes. But you know, he started somewhere and started with what he was good at. Yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah, I think um, I have the same kind of dynamic going on in my space. You know, I, I love entrepreneurship. I'm passionate about uh, building a long-term legacy for my family and I. And I actually started in the network marketing direct sales industry. And that is building enough of a residual income that now it's funding some of these other dreams and passions that I have. So um, yeah, start with where you are good at, um, lay a foundation, and when it works, uh, it can fund and fuel a lot of other things. Yeah, I, I love that you brought up the direct sales and multi-level marketing, and, and you know, a lot of people will just write that stuff off, you know, as a quote-unquote yeah. a pyramid scheme or something like that, which first mm -hmm. of all, it's not a pyramid scheme, right. you know. It, you know, unless, unless you did buy into an actual pyramid scheme, but most multi-level <laughs> marketing is not that, you know, they actually have products and services that people are buying. Mm -hmm. The problem that most people run into and why they get bad names is because people, people start them and, and they forget that they start them because it's, it's more or less like kind of buying a franchise because you're buying mm -hmm. into the systems and the tools and support. So it's, it's like buying a franchise, but there's such a lower barrier to entry. You don't have to just plop down $10,000. Right. And so you get a lot of people who are really not quite mentally prepped to actually be a business owner. And, and so you, you get a lot of folks who participate, but then they're the kind of same people who kind of make excuses. Yeah. And even whenever maybe, maybe there's good reasons, you know, there's, there's bad leadership or, you know, maybe the, the company closed or something like that, but it's not, a lot of people forget that happens with any kind of business. <laughs> right. I, I, it does. Yeah. And, and we are to blame us, us direct sellers and network marketers as well, because we sometimes make it appear so easy. And um, that, that has a lot to do with it. All you got to do is tell a friend who tells a friend, right? When, when right. you start with that kind of language, and, uh, you know, you're drawing circles on a board. 
I am I am really cautiously optimistic about how I present because you I don't want people to think that this is it's simple but not necessarily easy. And the reason being is because you got to deal with people, right? Yeah. <laughs> people yeah. are simple, but they're not necessarily easy. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you got to deal with that uh, all the time, man. So, uh, yeah, we, we are to blame. You know, some of us really, you know, love the compensation plan that, that we have. So when we're talking to a potential prospect, uh, it's a lot of times it's not even about the product. It's more about, you know, make a ton of money, make a ton of money. And we're appealing to, um, you know, that part of a person who can visualize and can dream. And I kind of almost do the reverse. And and I, I kind of liken myself to the uh, P90X of uh, the network marketing industry. And, you know, my coaches and mentors are, are really adamant about me changing my ways because they're like, you're running people off. But really, if you can, just like if you over, uh, uh, under promise and over deliver, that's a good thing. Well, it's also good in reverse. So if I over promise how difficult it's going to be, and it turns out that it's a lot easier, then you love me to death for it, right? But if right, I tell right. you it's super easy, and you find that it's a lot more difficult than I promised, then not only are you going to hate me and badmouth me, then you're going to go and hate and badmouth the entire industry as well. And that's not good for, for any of us. So uh, we've got to be careful with how we present the opportunity as well and, and help people understand that, you know, business is hard. Business is a roller coaster. Entrepreneurship is a skill that can be learned, but you have to be willing to learn it. Right, right. You know, I, I work with traditional quote unquote businesses and, I, and I've worked with uh, multi-level marketing and direct sales, uh, you know, business owners, independent business owners. And so, you know, I, as a, as a business coach and a consultant, you know, I work with a variety of types of folks, you know, and, and the principles are oftentimes the same, but I mean, they, they really are. It's just uh, the, the systems and structures behind it, you know, cause mm -hmm. I similarly, I work with franchises. So I think, but, but it all boils down to, if you look at it as kind of an apprenticeship for business and you say, okay, what does it really take to be successful in business? Now, I also say that if, if you've got a job that you hate, but it's paying the bills and you want to eventually own your own business, you know what? Take that as yeah. your entrepreneur, as your apprenticeship to entrepreneurship mm -hmm. as well. I mean, if you're not quite ready or, you know, you, you, you look at what's going well, what you might change. You look at the leadership systems, processes. Mm -hmm. And then I typically say too, that, yeah, I mean, if you if you don't really have a, a big outstanding idea of, of what business you want to go into, then mm -hmm. look at direct sales or, or multi-level marketing. That can be a, a great way to do it, especially if you don't have enough money to spend on a franchise or another right. business development idea, but you want to do something. So I love that. Mm -hmm. Now, there's also quite a few <clears throat> benefits to just starting a small business, whether you've got some sort of grand idea or you start like a, a network marketing or a, a multi-level marketing business. Um, just having a home-based business, there there's certain benefits to that, right? Absolutely. I, I like to give my three main reasons that I think everybody should give entrepreneurship a shot, right? Yeah. Uh, number one, I just think that 
it is time for us to show our children a different way. Not that entrepreneurship is better than higher education, and I'm not the guy who poo-poo's on college and all that kind of <laughs> stuff, but I think they should know that that's an option, right? So that's number one. Number two, there is a sense of fulfillment and pride that comes along with owning your own thing. I'll tell you, when I made my first dollar online, from my own efforts, a program that I created from my own brain, I was hooked. I mean, there was, there's nothing else like that feeling. So that, that sense of pride and ownership, I mean, you, you just think about it in, in another sense of you go to a neighborhood where all the homes are rented and you go to a neighborhood where all the homes are owned and you see a stark difference between how the properties are kept and what goes on in the communities and things of that nature. Well, it's the same principle when you own your own business, even if it's not successful, just the aspiration and understanding that it can be someday, that's enough fuel to drive a person to continue to grow, to read, to go to seminars and learn and develop. So that pride of ownership is the second reason. And then the third reason is Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam favors business owners over non-business owners. And you don't have to shoot the messenger here, right? I didn't write the tax code. <laughs> I just know that when you have a business, you get to play by a different set of rules. Most working class people will pay anywhere between uh, 28 to 33% of their income in taxes, right? By adding a business to your full-time job, you can lower that to anywhere from 18 to 23% because of all of the tax deductions that you're going to get. And what's really cool is, while there's nothing wrong with the traditional business, most traditional businesses have to go out and create other expenses to operate their business. Well, guess what? I'm in my home office slash studio right now. This is an expense I already had. <laughs> I didn't have to create it. I was paying for this space anyway. It just had a snotty-nosed uh, kid in here. So I kicked him out uh, and he moved into the room <laughs> next door. But because I have this home, uh, this business where my primary functions of business happen in my home, I get to write off a portion of my rent. The electricity that runs this office, my internet, my cell phone, the miles I put on my vehicle, I mean, it just goes on and on. Um, I think Sandy Botkins said there's about 475 tax deductions for uh, self-employed and small-based businesses, and he's the guy that used to train IRS auditors to go and mm -hmm. audit businesses, but He's now on our side and he's telling people about all of these uh, expenses or, or, or regular bills that can be turned into expenses if you operate a small home-based business. And uh, most people don't realize it doesn't take an LLC or an incorporation. Your social security number actually doubles as an EIN if you started to run some sort of enterprise. Now, uh, you're coaching people into structure and, and, and that kind of stuff to make sure that there are certain levels of protection. but Man, starting a home-based business will save the average person anywhere from twelve dollars to $15,000 per year in taxes. And when you look at it, the reason that a lot of people are in debt is because they're missing that twelve dollars to $15,000 a year that's coming out of their paycheck. 
Well, if we were able to keep that, we wouldn't have to go and borrow the money for some of our expenses or float money on credit cards. So we teach people that the tax savings can be recouped, use that to build an emergency fund, get out of debt and start investing. And that will transform your life forever. Absolutely. Well, you know, the tax codes were effectively heavily influenced by business owners. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it, it's the truth, you know, uh, money does talk. And so yeah. they're there really for, for all of us to take uh, advantage of. And, and why would you just ignore it when, you know, you could be putting more money in the bank? Yeah. And, and, I, and again, I think a lot of it sometimes is just kind of that fear of the unknown. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of it could be, again, just not sure what business I want to start, which is fine. Right. And so, so they're, they're kind of stuck, but then a lot of people are stuck too between that rock and a hard place of, well, man, I don't know about a traditional business. I'm not sure I want to start, but then, you know, they, they hear, you know, bad things about like network marketing and MLM and, and, you know, the, today's episode isn't necessarily to, to just talk about like network marketing and, and MLM or anything like that. It's not necessarily what Cortez and I were necessarily talking about, but I really do want to try to open people's eyes, especially with this episode. And, and that's, yeah. I think, your, your goal today as well, right, Cortez? I mean, at least just start opening your eyes and saying, you know what? You know, maybe there's some benefits that I've been letting other people's opinions mm-hmm. get in the way of, of my dreams, right? Yeah, I, I think so. And, and, and you think about the network marketing piece, and I know we don't want to beat this drum, but it solves some of the biggest issues that people have going into business. I don't have a product. I don't have a distribution chain. I don't know much about putting together marketing material. And if I did this on my own, I would have no leverage. Right. Right. So it kind of solves all of those things. Now there's still a learning curve for business because it is still a business. Mm -hmm. Uh, Two of the biggest reasons people don't succeed in that industry is they don't know how to network and they mm-hmm. don't know how to market. <laughs> right. And that's right. the name of the industry, right? Well, and that's, and and, oh, yeah, that's part of the reason it's got such a bad name, right? Because they don't know how to market. <laughs> hey, hey, I got this thing. You want to buy it? Oh, yeah. I created it. I'm going to buy yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if they can, if anybody is serious, and, and this is what we primarily teach, is that the tax advantages alone will in most cases pay for the business cost. So technically you're in business on Uncle Sam's dime, but take that free business that you now have and learn business, right? Yeah. <laughs> Outside of what's gonna be taught through your uh, sponsors and your coaches in that industry, but learn general business overall. And I think most people will be fine. But also right. think about the simplicity in the thing that you already know, the gift or talent that you already possess. I tell people that everybody knows at least one thing better than most, right? And because you know that one thing better than most, uh, you, you position yourself in a way that people will either pay you to do that one thing for them. Mm-hmm. They will, because you know it so well, either uh, if they don't pay you to do it for them, they will pay you to teach them how to do it. If they don't pay you to teach them how to do it, maybe they need some handholding, so they'll pay you to do it with them, right? Or if they are a self-starter, 
and you know it so well, maybe they will take your recommendation and buy products that you recommend, in which case you can be an affiliate of and earn a, a, a commission on by recommending the product. So just starting with your gift, talent, expertise, or even an experience that you've had and you've overcome. Uh, I've talked to a good buddy earlier who has overcome cancer, right? That was an experience that he went through now he could take his story on how he was able to overcome that and he could write a blog, for instance. He could do video blogging and talk about his experience. He could talk about the things that, the way he changed his diet and some of the foods that he be, began to eat, the transition from a meat eater to a vegan. Well, mm -hmm. that's an experience that he openly shares and that can actually bring in revenue. That could be the home-based business, uh, it could turn into a book, it could turn into a documentary or a docu-series, it could turn into a other forms of digital products and services. So I don't want people to get stuck on that I have to join a MLM to as my entry level into business, but uh, you've got a gift, talent, special ability or experience that you've gone through that you could use as the foundation of creating a platform for speaking engagements, teaching, and uh, other forms of digital products, courses, and things of that nature. And like MLM, very low startup costs uh, to get started and, and involved. It's the biggest cost is your time and learning how to do some of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think that's great. Like my wife, she uh, she for years did you know cake design and, and floral artwork. You know, little, the little vintage baking company. I'm gonna cheap plug mm -hmm. but yeah. um she uh she kind of decided that she wanted to get out of the stress of the the cake design for other people and she wanted to get online and do more blogging and more education and uh and and focus kind of in that area and i think what you're talking about is is even just taking what you know taking your life experiences and using that just to kind of educate other people yeah. so that so that maybe they're they're a little bit better off i mean that's I think that's, I think that's, there, there's a certain beauty in that. And, and a lot of people are, you know, you in similar situations in life who are just kind of looking for somebody else who went through whatever it was and might be able to offer some guidance. Absolutely. I, good. Um, I, I had a, a guy, uh, he's, he's a virtual mentor of mine. I've never met him in person, <clears throat> but I follow him his podcast, his blog, and some other things. And I was watching him train a small group of women at one time. And he said something that changed my life. And that's what led me to uh, writing my second book on the subject. He said, there's more in what you know than what you do. Hmm. And that really resonated with me because I have always saw myself, because of my um, poor economic background coming up, I didn't have the money for the tools to fix my bike, right? And I don't know if you've ever tried to fix a bike with a butter knife as your flathead and a steak knife as your Phillip head, right? <laughs> and a pair of pliers, right? There's there's a lot of things that don't come loose on a bike with a pair of pliers, right? Right, but right. Because I didn't have the money for the tools, I developed this resourcefulness, right? And over the years, it has always been that way. Uh, when I needed to lay floors in, in, in my house, I couldn't afford the guy 
$2,000 price tag to lay the floor. So I went and bought the floors and I learned how to lay them myself. So I picked up a skill. And when he said, there is more in what you know than what you do, I started thinking about that. And I was like, man, what does he mean by that? And then he went on to break it down. He said, Cortez, if you, for instance, your wife, baking cakes, there's only so many cakes that she can bake in a 24-hour span. I, I know she's right. superwoman, man. I know, because all women are. Right? I mean, they, they're, they're all just superwomen, man. I, I know it. But at the end of the day, there's still only so many cakes that she can bake in a 24-hour span. Right. However, if she baked her favorite cake and put a camera up in front of her and went step-by-step step on how she does it, how she gets that cake to come out the way that she does. And it's moist, it's fluffy, it's got the right amount of sweetness, the texture is there. And she taught that and she made that available in a course for say yeah. $2.99, learn how to bake the best cake ever, right? How many of those can she sell in a 24 hour period versus the amount of cake she can actually bake in a 24 hour period, right? I mean, it's at the unlimited. most, like eight or nine billion, but you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. At, at, at the most, right? Uh, and then some people will buy it twice, right? Right, So right. Um, that's where I want to get people thinking along those lines, right? Um, because some people will readily say, Matt, I don't have a gift. Yeah. I don't have a talent. I'm not good at anything. Well, first, stop lying to yourself because you are, Right. Uh, right, one of the right. reasons we don't know what we're good at is because it comes so easy to us, right? So we right. don't see any value in it because it comes so easy. It's like, oh, I can do that with my hands tied. And everybody around you is saying, hey, that's amazing. How did you do that? Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. that's an indication that that's a skill set that you should have. So I want people to start thinking more broader about what entrepreneurship looks like in the 21st century. It is not go rent a building and rent some equipment and try to produce something, right? We have an uh, unlimited amount of intellectual capital that yeah. is basically just going to the grave every year because people are not understanding the age that we're living in. And this technology allows you to uh, do business and think about business in a completely different way. Yeah, I mean, it is it is the information age, you know, and so, uh, you know, people people are trying to learn new ways as quickly as possible, and, and, and people just love to learn. I mean, that's why I see you know, great things happening with, like, you know, YouTube and all that, but, mm -hmm. I mean, there there's so many ways of, of starting a business that's so low cost, just the, the keyboard warriors, there's mm -hmm. a net, you know, network marketing. Um, I mean, there are some lower cost franchises and, mm -hmm. um, you know, there's, there's even just, uh, I mean, Alibaba and, and those kind of things where mm -hmm. you can, you can do, you know, uh, uh drop shipping and, uh, you know, yeah. Amazon, uh, FBA fulfilled by Amazon. So, mm -hmm. uh, you don't even necessarily have to keep an inventory at your home. Amazon will keep your inventory. So yeah. you just have it shipped to Amazon and Amazon takes care of it. And, uh, they'll, they'll, you know, you just build a, a funnel online and, yeah. and, uh, people can, can order from it. And, you know, not everybody's necessarily going to get rich, but you know, what if you made an extra hundred bucks a month? Yeah. Uh, and, and that's, that's what we want people to see. I, I watched right. Gary Vaynerchuk 
do his garage selling, right? He goes yeah. on, spends a Saturday morning and goes to about 10 different garage sales and all he is, he's just involved in arbitrage, right? Right. I watched him get a box full of action figures. Now, one of the action figures just happened to be one of my favorite childhood cartoons growing up. It was a Thundercat action figure. I don't Ooh, know if you know anything about yeah. the Thundercats, yeah. man. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he found a Thundercat action figure. Now, he may have paid a dollar for this entire box of action figures. He pulled out the Thundercat action figure. He was able to take a snapshot of it, did a quick search to see what it was selling for. Do you know that one action figure out of a box of dozens sold for 37 bucks? Now he wow. got the whole box for two dollars. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. one of the action figures is worth 37 bucks. Now, what people will say is, I don't have the time to go to garage sales. I don't know how to set up an eBay account and all of that kind of stuff. Well, that's where you learn, people. So there's a there's a lot of ways that you could you know, flip a dollar. He also showed, hey, he went to a uh, Macy's department store, Yeah, got almost everything off the clearance rack and went back and reposted it at its regular price. And people bought it at the regular price. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on. It's a suggested retail price for a reason, but whatever, for whatever reason in this particular store, they've marked it down. Right. That doesn't mean it lost its overall value. Right. Just lost its value. They're trying to get rid of it from that store. So there's a lot yeah. of things like that, man, that people could be doing. And if you think about, you know, in, in 20, 2008, they, all of the financial publications said people would have saved their homes from foreclosure if they had just an extra three to $500 per month. That's amazing. So we're talking about, you know, maybe doing some of this garage selling arbitrage. Shoot, most people got some stuff in their house that they could sell right right, now, right, that right. they haven't seen or touched and I don't know how long, right? That stuff, to your point, $100 a week, that's $400 per month. What yeah. would that do if you threw that at your credit card debts, if you threw that at your student loans and you didn't do anything else but your little uh, $100 a week that you make from your side hustle, you strictly focus that on debt elimination. Where could you be in a year or two? Right. Yeah. Those are the things that we want people to see about entrepreneurship. It's not about building a business that's going to retire you. Could it over time? Yes. But what could an extra three hundred dollars, four hundred dollars, five hundred dollars a month do for you, uh, especially during this current economic state? Uh, it could yeah. be a life changer for a lot of people. We know a lot of jobs aren't coming back online not to any fault of any person individual but the company was not able to survive this so the whole company shut down what yeah. are those people are going to do right so we're just saying open your minds to opportunity because opportunity is all around us well and, and uh, as we're kind of closing up here i want to bring it back in full circle because you hit upon that point again of where sometimes people make excuses they say, oh, I, I don't have time, you know, to go to the, the garage sales on the weekend. And I don't have time for this. Or it sounds like a lot of work. Or I don't know how to do this. That's why it goes back to that why. Mm -hmm. That's why you have to understand, what am I doing this for? Yeah, money for some people is very motivational. Oh, I got to have more money. That's great. Yeah. If you're that person and you find money mm -hmm. motivating, awesome. Go for it. But a lot of people, hmm, 
that's not as motivating. Yeah. But just think about it. You know, if you had a hundred bucks a month for maybe a year, maybe two years, even let's say for two mm -hmm. years, could you take your family on a vacation that you've never gone on before? Sure. Absolutely. You know, maybe, maybe it takes you two years to do it, but could you have done it without it? Maybe oh, yeah. finally be able to get a down payment on a good car or, mm -hmm. Uh, maybe you get it for three or four hundred or five hundred dollars a month for a couple a couple years, and you're able to put a great down payment on a house. Yeah. You know what? What is it that you've always wanted? Or maybe you're, you've always wanted to buy a house for your mom. Okay. Let's 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 hit you with a little bit more heart here. Maybe yeah. yourself, you're fine, <laughs> but maybe you always wanted to get something nice for your mom or your dad. You know, mm -hmm. uh, or you, your your wife's always or your husband's always talked about wanting to go on vacation somewhere. Just, just find those whys, those opportunities that maybe you've, you've kind of dismissed. Eh, I don't have enough money for that. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. Stop, stop, stop making excuses. You know, you, you had the opportunity to take control of your life and entrepreneurship mm -hmm. is, is really, that's what entrepreneurship is about. I, I tell people entrepreneurship is just about options. Yeah. Yeah. It's about getting control of what you can control and having options in life. Yeah. For me, Matt is, is legacy. Uh, I can't yeah. help but look at things like when I, when I drive down Lindbergh and I see there's a Firestone shop right there on Lindbergh, right? And if I get down to 270 and I head uh, south on 270, I'm gonna ride past a Marriott Hotel. I'm gonna ride past a Sheraton, right? And I'm looking, I'm gonna ride past several McDonald's and those are people's names. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and that's what really drives me is, wait a minute, somebody named Firestone years and years and years and years ago through free enterprise and entrepreneurship built something that we know that name today Ford, someone Firestone partnered with. Right. As they were coming up in the. That's somebody's name, Matt. Why can't my name, 100 years from now, still be providing a quality product or service and people will just, I mean, it, it kills me the brands that, like when we say Speedo, right? We, that's a brand of a swimsuit, but it's synonymous, synonymous with swimsuit, right? When right, we say right. Firestone, we just think that is just all tires. No, that's just one brand of tire, right? right? You could do stuff like that with entrepreneurship and have your name mean something. And uh, and it's not just, you know, the vanity of it, but all of those names also have huge nonprofit organizations attached to them that they do wonderful things with yeah. in the community and around the community. But it started from entrepreneurship and the free right, enterprise right. system. So take advantage of it, man. We are here. No need to complain about it because complaining ain't going to change it. <laughs> so you might as well. Uh, I tell people all the time, I, I stop complaining about the game and start learning how to play. Right, right. Now, uh, I love that, you know, legacy and, and, and all that. Now, um, the only challenge for you and me, you know, I've got to compete with Barbie dolls and you've got to compete <laughs> with Jerry Springer. So I don't know. Yes. I mean, it's, yes. we gotta, we gotta, we gotta get our hustle on for that. Yeah, man. <laughs> we, we, I've got some things to overcome. I, I used to work in a call center, Matt, and I can't tell you if, if I had a dime every time somebody said that, uh, Hey, this is Fernando Springer. Welcome to so-and-so. 
Springer, like in Jerry Springer? <laughs> yes, but no relation. <laughs> if I had a dime for every time I heard that over the years working in that call center, brother, I would be all right. Right, right. No, I hear you, man. <laughs> With the last name Barbie, I, you know, it's it's uh, it's a similar battle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, thanks again, Cortez, for being on the show. And uh, if, if anybody wants to get a hold of you and, and uh, dig in a little bit deeper or, or hear more about the, the financial freedom that you help people uh, achieve with uh, what you do uh, personally, mm -hmm. how do they get a hold of you? I am, I, I would actually want to bless everybody in your audience with a copy of this book, Monetize My Life, Four Incredibly Simple Ways to Profit from Your Gifts, Talents, and Passions. And all they have to do is go to monetizemylifenow.com, monetizemylifenow.com. If they cover the shipping, the book is free. All of my contact information is there as well. How to get a hold of me on my social media handles. All of that stuff is right there on that site, man. Uh, I'm just super stoked that you allowed me to come and share my experience, my passion for entrepreneurship, and hopefully some light bulbs came on for some of your listeners that, hey, entrepreneurship is more than a building and a marquee. I right. mean, really, it's just the tax ID number and the folder people and everything else <laughs> is all imagination. So <laughs> if you can get that, then I think you could be on your way to uh, becoming a successful entrepreneur uh, in the 21st century. Love it. Love it. Well, thanks, Cortez. Appreciate it. And uh, if you or somebody that you love would love to build a business that gives them more options in life or, or a greater legacy, you know, I'm, I'm here to help. That's what I do. Help people uh, create a business that gives them the, the life that they dream of. So uh, my number, number is 314-441-5423. Again, this is Matt Barbie with Time for Success. And thanks, Cortez, for being on the show. Thank you, Matt.